0: Hey everybody, it's your favorite reconstructionist, Eric Brown of Phil Relly, and welcome to episode number 19 of the One and Only Show, bringing you tips and tricks to working vehicle collision cases from the best experts in the industry every Wednesday. Today's topic is, know what you're talking about. So grab your expert angle coffee mug and settle in, 3, two, 1, off we go. every year traffic crashes claim the lives of over a million people and account for over 500 billion dollars of injuries around the world a small select group of people from police to attorneys to expert investigators are tasked with getting justice for the victims protecting the rights of involved parties and ensuring the story is told accurately and honestly unfortunately we believe that is an impossible task without the right team of experts if you agree then keep on listening for actionable tips from leading experts across various industries that you can start taking today to elevate your professional game. If you disagree, then tune in anyway and let us convince you with our ideas. We are Eric Brown and Phil Rally, and this is Crash Tech, The Expert Angle. Welcome back to the show, guys. Crash Tech, The Expert Angle podcast is brought to you by Crash Tech Reconstruction Services. If you have an accident that you need answers for or you think the other side has it wrong, crash tech can help connect with us at www.crashtechreconstruction.com to submit your case for a free review so guys today's show is something that again i think phil's gonna be passionate about because he's the uh he's the, he's the very technical one and likes all these uh, little terms and stuff like that so i figured this will be right up his alley but uh what are you distracted by man
1: I was typing. <clears throat> I was thinking actually
0: wow. look, with Phil's the, only, listening to the guys, listening
1: to the title of the show, know what you're talking about. If uh I think I'm just gonna go ahead and step out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like, this does not involve me at all. I'm out of here. <laughs> huh? See
1: look doesn't apply to me.
0: Goodbye. Yeah, see, look, Phil's only committing twenty-five percent of his attention to you guys. He was typing. He said his his typing is more important than than anybody listening. That's that's how he feels. I tell you. <sighs> I, I just can't get I can't get help, uh, good help these days. <laughs> Bottom of the barrel once again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So no, but you know this is this is a show I think that needs to be brought up because, and, and this is something actually I, I, we we just talked about it a little bit here um, before going going live on the show. Know what you're talking about, and this doesn't have to be something as, as like super technical. And we're not saying that you guys need to be. Uh, reconstruction experts. But as attorneys that are handling cases involving traffic crashes, you guys need to have a basic understanding of some of the terms that the reconstructionists or engineers are using, because that way, if they're using them wrong, or incorrectly, or, um, you know, they misidentify something, you need to be able to just catch that. And, and, you know, unfortunately, it's, it's not something that your expert, can do I mean, he could do a rebuttal report on it later, but it's something that that you need to be able to catch on the fly, like in deposition, trial, things like that. I mean, right, Phil? I mean, what do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. So we thought today uh, that we would just at least give you guys a little bit of introduction to some of the terms that you need to be aware of and the the very common mistakes that we see in depots and and, uh, trials so that you just you sound a little better, you look a little better, and that you can catch the other side when they misstate things. So I would say, and, and Phil, correct me if I'm wrong, but arguably, the number one thing that everybody mis... Well, actually, you know what? Let's start at the foundation. Let's start at the very foundation of this, all right? The number one thing that everybody misidentifies is the word accident, what we are investigating, what you guys are taking to trial are not accidents, <clears throat> they're crashes. Exactly. So that's the number one thing that we have to correct is we have to stop using the word accident because accident implies that it's like an, an act of God. Right. That nobody holds any fault in this, that, that, that nobody, there was no violation of law or a, a violation of the duty of care. Right, like like if I'm walking down the street and I just slip on ice or I I trip on a crack or something like that, right? I mean you could technically classify that as an accident. However, maybe it's not because maybe there is a violation of duty of care somewhere, like somebody failed to maintain their sidewalk or something like that. Well, that's not an accident then. Right? So if you guys are coming into court and making the argument that things are accidents. You're literally saying the other person that you're either suing or, you know, on the flip side, defending against um, something like that, that nobody had any violations. This was just an act of God that these two vehicles met in a roadway or this vehicle and the pedestrian met in the roadway. Yeah. It's either a traffic crash or a traffic collision. It's not yeah. an accident. Right. Because you did have a violation. Hopefully. Otherwise, why are, why are we in court? Right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, right. If nobody violated anything, what's this lawsuit even about? True. But like Phil has pointed out multiple times, everybody has brought something to the crash. Right. Either a pedestrian stepped off the curb and walked into the roadway right in front of your client or, you know, you have the pedestrian and the car was flying. Whatever, whatever the case may be. Single motorcycle crash. The rider whiskey throttles. And uh, the old no whiskey throttle, man, old whiskey thr- <laughs> you know, but or uh, or uh, uh, bourbon breaks you know, and uh, and crashes the bike,
1: yeah. I think if they drink different things like orange juice or something, yeah, an orange juice break
0: an orange <laughs> that's that's for the health nuts, the healthy yeah. motorcycle riders, orange for juice, two percent <laughs> milk throttle, you yeah, know, you know, it's not gonna be as not gonna be as severe. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it always going to be alcohol? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you yeah. know, so that's the number one thing. Like, let's let's just let's start basic. If you can correct that one thing, we need to stop referring to traffic crashes or traffic collisions as accidents. I agree. That's that's the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Number two, most misused word or term that I have seen out there yet is skid marks. Oh my gosh. Everything is a skid mark. Everything is a skid mark. Yeah. Right? Didn't wipe good enough. Skid mark. Yeah. Right? Twister marks snag. on the road. Marks on the roadway. Skid mark. Everything's a skid mark. Wearing baggy pants with a little yellow diamond uh, symbol on the butt. Skid mark. Were those skid marks or skids? I think they were just skids, weren't they? Not sure. Remember Could be. I'm showing that could be another misused term. I could see you wearing skids back in school. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Uh, you did. You you did. (laughs) Actually, and to think I I signed up for this. Actually, I I think you remind me of the the type that that, like cuffed the bottom of your jeans. That did not happen. (laughs) No? All right. So, but no, so skid marks. All right. And just think of it this way. A skid mark implies a locked wheel. Mm-hmm. So literally the wheel is just locked and sliding across the asphalt or pavement or, you know, whatever. That is a yeah. skid. Right.
1: And in this day and age, obviously, you know, ABS, pulsating. Right. Keeps There's your still wheel lock, release, rock, lock, release, lock, release. Right. Right. So but that's what it implies. That, 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 that would be the proper application of the word skid mark or words skid mark.
0: Yeah, would be a locked tire. Yeah, I mean, so, but like if you look at, so let's take into into account ABS, right? Mm -hmm. Two easy ways to refer to ABS. You can either call them ABS marks or ABS scuffs because the tire is literally just scuffing the surface of the roadway, right? Because it's not locked if it's locked then we have a we have a whole nother a whole nother topic to talk about here especially when we start adjusting drag factors and things like that right so a scuff while any wheel that's not locked right could imply a bunch of different things so you know could a skid mark be a scuff mark i mean technically i guess it could so You know, but the easiest way for for you as the attorney to go down this road is just to refer to them as tire marks. That's the easiest thing you can do, right? If you just want to characterize pretty much everything, at least where the tire is in contact with the road, it's just a tire mark. Stop calling them skid marks. Because, you know, and... But if you catch the other side using this term and you know it's an ABS vehicle and you've seen the pictures, there's no locked wheels, there's no anything, right? There's no rubber on the roadway, nothing. Like, it, you know, but maybe you have, I, I don't know, a little, maybe you got a little bit of, of rubber from the tires, I don't know, braking, whatever. But just ask them so were the wheels locked? Well, no. Well, then how's it a skid?
1: I mean, on an ABS car, if it's because ABS cars, it's you know, break or it's locking, breaking or locking, releasing so quickly. You would still classify those as skid marks. I mean, you could call them ABS scuffs, but at the end of the day, they're still
0: you're still going to analyze those as you would pre ABS as, as a locked wheel, basically as a, as a skid. Yes. Yeah. So a, because they do, they lock and release, lock and release, right. lock. and So then you then do you have really some locking those in there. the same. Um,
1: and treat, or not treat, but you're going to analyze them as a skid as you would have back before ABS comes into the picture. But it, it's other marks on the roadway, you know, um, post impact. Mm-hmm. Post impact, you get a you get a wheel that's pinned, or you could treat that as a skid. Um, but there's a, just as you know, other marks in the roadway. Maybe you got a rotating vehicle coming in. Or something like that. That's not necessarily a skid. It could be a yaw mark, you know, yeah. well, which is glad, entirely
0: different. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. And this is critically important for you guys to understand this one here, right, is a critical speed mark. Technically, it's a scuff because and, and what a critical speed mark is basically is, is where your vehicle is starting to go into a curve. And, you know, I'm sure you guys, if, if anybody's watched racing or you've handled enough crashes, you've seen this. So you have a, these big, long curved tire marks and they start to separate and get wider and wider because the, the rear of the vehicle is tracking outside of the front. So the, the vehicle's starting to almost spin out. Right. But the whole thing about this is if it's a critical speed, you have no locked wheels. If any wheel is locked. Do you have a critical speed, Phil? Absolutely not.
1: No, you treat it as critical speed, and that's where. Well, I'll say it. That's where if if an expert improperly analyzes that mark, depending on it could be your expert, it could be the expert on the other side, um, but they will drive the speed of that vehicle way up. Yeah, because they have definitely. You know, I mean, you can you can take a car that that you know. The other side says, you know, your client was was traveling at a high rate of speed and, and has that type of a mark. You know, say there's a – it's a single vehicle crash, but the one of the occupants of the car is has filed a suit against the uh, operator. And they're saying, you know, they're traveling at such a high rate of speed, he, he or she lost control, and they went into this this slide. Well, if you treat it as a critical speed – if it is truly a critical speed, it's going to be a very accurate analysis of those marks. Mm-hmm. But if it's not a critical speed and there's braking in there as the car is rotating and spinning out, they're going to, they're going to run that speed way higher than it realistically is. Yeah. You've got to be yeah. careful
0: about that. Right. And, and part of the definition of critical speed is it cannot be induced by braking. Right. So if you have a locked wheel right? Is that induced by braking? And and so there becomes a lot that goes into it. But the, the point I want to get across is if you have curved tire marks, be careful of are they just curved skids or are they critical speed? Two completely different things, two completely different analysis need to be run. Yeah. Completely different. So, you know, those are terms that, that need to be clarified and make sure that the other expert knows what the heck he's talking about. And likewise, you got to know what you're talking about, because I don't know about you, Phil. I, I know Phil's um, I, I want to say nicer on the stand than me. Um, I, I, me personally, I like to play games on the stand. It's fun. I, you know, I don't know. I, I like to get I like to get the attorney's blood pressure go, going a little bit. So if you start asking me questions about wrong terms, I'll play with the words a little bit and we'll have some fun. Right, and, and I'll get your blood pressure up, and then you're going to throw your books and papers and case files and everything else in the courtroom, and then the jury's going to shake their head at you because you lost your cool. Right? I, to me, I think it's hilarious. So, um, you know, you got to be careful of the of the way that you word things because if you have an expert that's a jerk like me, right? I mean, like that's cool. We'll go down this path. <laughs> like, no problem, no worries. You know. <clears throat> So you gotta you gotta be careful. And, and that's what I'm saying is, is you gotta know some of the differences. And, and so you know, another thing too that you gotta look at, right, is is how well let's let's go one step further then too, is once the once the tire travels off the roadway and goes into the grass, right? Because let's just be honest here, vehicles don't stay on the road after after they crash. I mean, sometimes, sometimes they do but a lot of times they travel off through the grass right now you're not really getting skid marks anymore. You're getting furrows in the grass. So you're talking about where the tires actually now creating that like divot in the dirt as it's traveling through. Those are furrows. right? But well, basically
1: the way I've always looked at it and kind of taught it in, in, in classes is every mark you see on the roadway uh, on asphalt, let's say, You can see or or you you can see the like and similar marks on any surface, whether it's grass, whether it's dirt, whether it's gravel, whether it's whatever. It's just called something different. So, um, you know, a chip, a gouge on asphalt would be referred to, you know, as scuffing or or scrapes or divots or or furrows in dirt or grass, You know, so it's it, it's the same type of mark. It's just on a different surface. So yeah. it's got a different terminology or a term applied to it. Right. So it's, it's making sure, uh, you know, my thing would be from the attorney's stance is make sure your expert or the other expert is referring or classifying or using the right term. And if you're not sure, if ex, if you've got the other expert's report, Sit down with your expert or have a Zoom meeting in the age of COVID, and go through it. Yeah, go yeah. through it because just like you had alluded to, you know, if the other expert or your expert calls it this, just understand the the counsel on the other side or the expert on the other side is going to take them the task on that. If that's the wrong, if they called it, a, you know, well, a car, you know, left, it, you can see the skid mark coming in the collision. Is it a skid
0: mark? Yeah. How do you know that? Ask them. You know. Yep. Because what if it's not? And, and and it's funny because you know you we've had cases where the other side has misidentified the tire marks, and so you know you almost kind of want to point that out. Well, if it is a skid mark, this is the speed, and their speed that they calculated is wrong because they're just calculating moderate braking from the scuff or from one tire skidding and the rest of them not. You know, but they're calling them all skid marks or, or whatever. And, and so, is there a difference in speed fill between a tire that's not locked and a tire that's locked when we calculate speeds? Yes. Right. So, you know, if they're misidentifying them, now it's calling into question their speed analysis, which then calls into question the time and distance analysis, which then calls into question their ultimate findings. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, you've got to be careful when you're defining these terms. You have to be. And
1: I saw it a lot over the summer. Um, And I kind of actually, once I first saw it, I kind of kept doing it just to see what kind of different looks I could get with it. But um, accelerating or cornering or taking off from an intersection and turning, you know, turning, say turning right or turning left, when it's 95 degrees out and whatnot. And then I'd look in my mirror and you could, you could see the marks from the tires on my car. Now I'm not, I'm not accelerating, losing traction and burning out or anything like that, but because of the, the the tire compound and the weight that was on the the back axle and so on, you know, it's leaving marks. Yeah. But I'm not losing traction. I'm not slipping. I'm not right. Um, even, even breaking, I wasn't yeah. in any kind of an emergency braking or anything like that. And it's still laying marks. And, and in the ABS world, you see those marks, there's oftentimes people are going to see tire marks and attribute that to ABS scuffs. Right. And there was no lock, there was no lock breaking
0: application. Yeah. And think about that. You know, yeah, just because you see tire marks doesn't mean a loss of traction. Because, and I mean, I guess if you really want to break it down, because we're probably gonna get some engineers that are gonna yell at us. Yes, I get it. Like your tire does have to be moving, you know, across the asphalt to be able to scrub some rubber off of it and leave a mark on the roadway. So it technically is there a minuscule loss of of traction, maybe slightly, but we're not what we're saying, though, is that we're not the vehicle's not like out of control. Right. You know, but like think about the racing world. Right. Think about your NASCAR races if if you know you're a hillbilly like Phil, or think about the nice refined Formula One if you're like a you know actual refined person like me. me. And uh, I'm just I'm just kidding, man. I just or always Kurt, think of I think of the movie like Cars, where the where the little IndyCar car you know races against Lightning McQueen, <laughs> and he's all refined and everything. <laughs> We're from Formula One and NASCAR, NASCAR to Cars. Anyway, well oh, yeah, you know. You never know what you're gonna get with me. You never know. And uh, so, but uh, no, where I'm going with that is though, think about it in all the corners, right? And you see the tire marks as they corner every single time. And uh, you know, those cars are staying on the track. They're able to steer, they're able, you know what I mean? They're able to maintain control. So just because there's tire marks doesn't mean that those cars are out of control and, and just sliding all over the place, right? I mean, right. but they do, leave, they do leave the marks because their tire compound so soft and the asphalt's so warm.
1: Well, and I think you know, I don't know. I think it's just a, a, a an issue of crashes have been investigated for you know decades upon decades upon decades, and every time, for the longest time, if there was a tire mark, it was a skid mark. Yeah. we're in a different we're in a different era now, where it does just because there's a tire mark does not automatically mean this. It's it's skid mark, but old habits hard to, you know, are hard to break. Yeah. So I, I just think over the, all these years and decades, it's, it, it's always been referred to as a skid mark in the past. So that's, that's what it is now. And, and people just apply that terminology to it and move on. Yeah. Uh, and, and at
0: the end of the day, I mean, you may sometimes have to rely on the police reports a little bit because and you and I have discussed, I mean, when you photograph a tire mark, sometimes it doesn't show up in the photograph. So yeah. if the police say it's a skid mark, you know, but that's where it's important to reach out to that officer and ask them, you know, Hey, describe the tire mark for me to determine if it was actually a skid or if it was a scuff or if it you know, had a locked wheel or not, because a lot of times your police officers aren't trained in the higher levels of accident investigation. And, and just like Phil said, it's that old habit dies hard. And, and so I was always amazed. And I think we've had this discussion because you teach report writing mm-hmm. uh, for, for the police academy, you know, where you still see in in 2020 you still see officers who will write a narrative from from a, an assault or a domestic or something like that suspect did strike victim or suspect did punch victim with a closed fist phil can you punch somebody with an open hand <laughs> <laughs> right and it's so loud. you ask them and you're like why did you write it like that and they're like well that's the way i was trained to do it well who trained you oh my fto oh well who trained them their fto well, who trained them oh some senior officer and who trained them some senior officer okay So this like has come forward from like 1910, 1920. And, and, you know, if you look back in history and not to say that, that those cops weren't trained as well, but in general, what was the quality of education of police officers back in 1910? Right. Right? I mean, they, they took the good old boys from that neighborhood and said, Hey man, put this uniform on, walk around this beat and, and, knock the beat the brakes off of anybody that that's breaking into stuff or causing problems in your neighborhood. Like that's, that's the way it was back then. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of rolled forward. as that old, old habits die hard. So you got to be careful of what you're reading in the police report and know that it might not be described accurately. It's true. So, you know, the other thing too, that, that I kind of wanted to get across here talking about just some easy terminology is damage. Damage on the cars. Something as simple as that, right? Know that there are two types of damage that realistically that we investigate. You have contact damage and induced damage, right? Oh, and on a side note, this is Phil's thing. Cars sustain damage. Oh, God, you took it out. You took it from me. I was getting ready to go off. I was oh, go ahead. Do moment. it.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> it, nothing. It's just a pet peeve of mine. Cars cannot suffer damage, and I see that all the time. Where I read, and it makes me feel bad because you know I almost want to go give the car a hug and you know bring it stop some suffering. Hot that's
0: why we. That's why we crush them to put them out of their misery.
1: Yeah, it, it's so they the don't equi- suffer anymore. <laughs> equivalent of euthanizing the car. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right, the car suffered same- front
0: end damage. You know, yeah. no, it didn't sustain. Right. And then in the same report, they're like, and the person sustained a broken arm. <laughs> <laughs> People suffer, cars sustain. <laughs> uh, every time I see that, I'm just like. And it uh, doesn't make your report incorrect. It's just a funny little pet peeve. <laughs> like, it, a pet peeve it is. Right. So and, and Phil's beat that into my head now. And I think everybody else that we deal with on a regular basis. <laughs> so It's, uh, you know, just FYI. Uh, but no, so two types of damage, contact damage and induced. So your contact damage is damage that's actually caused to the car from impacting something, yep. Yep. right? Because it, it came into actual contact with an object.
1: Yep. Heads hitting windshield contact damage, you know, yeah. front end, front bumper, front bumper contact. But the, right. the, the buckling in the door uh, or the door being, you know, pushed back, And overlapping, you know, on a four-door car, the the front door overlapping the leading edge of the rear door. And it's not contact that's induced. That's just the collision forces rolling through that car, and the car is doing what it's designed to do, crumple around itself to keep it from uh, that energy, or as much of the energy as possible, going out and around the cabin area, above, below, and around the sides, versus coming right in and attacking the... Attacking the driver or occupants, making them sustain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How about, I quit. I'm leaving. <laughs> but no, you know, and this becomes, this does become important because yeah. think about the, the case that I had, Phil, right? Where you had my, my vehicle that contacted the corner of a building, right? Into that V-shaped corner of a building. Right. And so the, the expert on the other side attacked my report because while well, I actually calculated CRUSH, they did not. And they said, well, I'm just comparing the damage to a vehicle test from, from one of many vehicle tests that was conducted by NHTSA in a controlled environment. And I have a photograph from one of the tests, but I don't know which test. And the damage in that test that was done at, at 35 miles an hour is not the same as the damage of what I'm seeing on this vehicle that actually struck the building in real life. Well, no kidding. It's not consistent, dummy. Like, it's just... <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? But you're not, you're not comparing the same thing. And so you have to have a basic understanding of what damage you're looking at on the vehicles. Yeah. But, you know, so again, I mean, it, it starts to kind of become important when you're analyzing this stuff. Yeah. I don't know, you know, again, food for thought. So, you know, we talk a little bit about tire marks, talk a little bit about damage, talk about the main topic that we're all here, accidents versus crashes. <laughs> Right. The the it, last. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Using,
1: no, it's just using the right terminology. And this is, again, circling back to one of our very beginning uh, podcasts, work with your expert. You know, if you're new to the, to the, uh, PI industry that work with your expert and, 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 work with, you know, people that are experienced in doing um, crash, you know, or, 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 or suits Involving motor vehicle, collisions and crashes and so on, and just get familiar with those terms and don't, because it's very easy to hear someone say, oh man, you know, this is, you know, I looked at this skid mark and that skid mark and just gloss over them because you're, you want to get to this more important topic in your mind, but understand that if they treated that as a skid mark and it's not a skid mark, what that impact
0: is down the road. Because yeah. it could be significant, you know, yeah. depending on and, your situation. And, so if, and so if you go down that road with an expert, if you can spot some of these errors and you go down that road on the stand, is it easily corrected? Like, oh, you know, that was just, a, you know, yeah, I referred to it as a, as a skid mark, but, you know, it's actually a scuff mark or something like that. But then start going down the road of the implications of that. Okay, well, if, if it was treated as a skid mark, what's the impact to your speed? Okay, well, if your speeds are off, what's the impact of your time and distance? Okay, well, if your time and distance is off by even a second, two seconds, can that radically change the outcome of the crash? You know what I mean? And so it just opens that door for you guys to be able to go down that road on the fly. And, And that's why I'm like, it's so important to know these terms, because now you don't have to actually sit there and strategize and go back to the table and try and come up with like, if you can just pick them out, boom, like this is what's said, boom, go down that path. And because it's set on the stand, like you're, you're going to be so much stronger of an attorney just because you have a basic understanding of some of, the, some of the definitions and you'll be able to just go down that road right on the fly.
1: Yeah, because at the end of the day, there is no magical needle in the haystack that you're searching for that's going to blow the other side out of the water unless this event was so effed up during the original investigation that that there is and it's probably going to be such a rare occurrence so it's it's a combination of a multitude of of little things like this terminology okay you use this term how did you apply that in your analysis right so, so was that the proper analysis for that term you use because the moment you get someone that says yeah i called it a skid mark but i mean it's a scuff mark technically but Okay. Is there any difference in analysis of a skid mark versus a scuff mark? And the moment that expert says, well, yeah, now st- you can really start down a path. What's the difference? Yeah. You know? So it, it's just little things. Now, is that the, the, the magical needle? No. But when you, like you said, when you add that to this, to this, to this, to this, it really starts painting a a bigger picture, at least from a, a um, an approach or tactic that you may have. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying you're trying, you know, the worst mistake. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, you know, it's, it's just a, not that the expert did anything wrong per se. And it may be an expert that's using been using that terminology for 40 years. Yeah.
0: Old habits die hard. Yep. I just, I still remember to this day, you know, one of one of my, (laughs) one of my favorite times was an attorney putting my own diagram down in front of me. And he's like, do you, you know, this skid, you know, the skid marks leading into the impact. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't see any skid marks on here. And he's like, so he comes over and he's like, points at him right on the, right on the diagram. He's like, those skid marks right there. Do you see those skid marks? No. <laughs> you know, and he's like, the, the, they're right here. The skid marks on your diagram. Like, you know, and he's like having this meltdown. From, I'm like, I, I don't see any skid marks on the diagram. I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Because they weren't skid marks, they're scuff marks. You know, and he's like, and he keeps just beating it. Like, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, he just, he kept going. I, I, don't, I don't see any skid marks. There's no skid marks on the diagram. Yes, there are. There are. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and I mean, he just lost his mind, you know, and it's, it is what it is, but there were no skid marks on the diagram. There's scuff marks. So terminology, um, but the problem is because for me, I can't concede that. I can't concede. Yes. I see the skid marks because if I say that, what's he going to do? Oh, okay. Yeah. They're skid marks then. And, and then all of a sudden that's going to be the narrative. Yeah. So I can't concede that they're skid marks that you need to call them the right thing. If you're going to question me about them, call them the right freaking thing. I identified yeah. them in my report. So there's yeah. no reason you wouldn't know. You know what I mean? I identified them. They are scuff marks. Playing
1: word games with you, trying to get you yeah. to trip up because once it get you tripped up on the stand, they just lock you in and then go back and then then they shift gears from your diagram right back to your report, where well, you called them a scuff mark in your report, you just called them on the stand a skid mark, which are they right and yeah. so
0: that's the, and so that's the problem is you can 't concede on the stand because i don 't know Are you just playing games with me and trying to lock me in like Phil said, and, and do something like that, or do you just not know i i can't tell which Mm-hmm. so you know what I mean? It's, it, it is what it is. I mean, you, you gotta be careful of the terminology on the stand. So, you know, I, I don't want to go too far into this. And actually, I mean, I, we just talked terminology for 32 minutes, Phil. So, you know, we, uh, um, I don't want to talk about two things. What's that? <laughs> we talked about two things in 32 minutes. No, we talked about, more. well, no, cause we talked about you wearing skids back marks. in the day. <laughs> yeah. Talked about Phil's late eighties, early nineties fashion. Yeah, well, that's true, we did. Yeah, but no, we talk about accidents, crashes, tire marks, damage. Yeah, three mm. things. Shut up. <laughs> so that's how I feel about that. But so final, final words of advice, Phil. Anything, anything from, the, from the brain of Phil Relly? Mm. Today.
1: Not really. I think we beat it up pretty good. Know what, know what terms you're talking about. And know you as the attorney know what they are. So when you hear them, don't get, don't trap yourself. When you hear the word skid mark, okay, I know what they're talking about. Do you? Do you really know? So it's, I'm not saying attorneys need to be experts in reconstruction by no stretch of the imagination, nor am I saying experts need to be experts as an attorney. But you do have to know each other. You do have to know the terminology that that each area or field uh, uses and understand the
0: application of them. Right. You like know? I would hope, as an expert, you know the difference between a jury trial and a deposition. Uh, we were supposed to get together on
1: that Tuesday, and you're going to work that through. i was going to clear that up for you.
0: Yeah, I'm not oh, familiar right. with that. Yeah, fair enough. Because <laughs> so. I've
1: always, I've, I've never understood what a courtroom is. I've
0: never. <laughs> when the, when the judge says approach approach the uh approach the bench like you just go to the back of the room and sit down on the actual bench <laughs> they're like hey, hey dumb dumb we're saying come up here and testify
1: <laughs> you know and that's where yeah that's where you know i mean and again you could apply the same thing you did in that courtroom with the skin marks just look at the just sit there don't move And when the judge says approach the bench and you're like i don't see a bench i don't see a bench i see a chair see. <laughs> you only approach the
0: chair <laughs> I'm sure a judge would be fine with that. Like oh, I don't I'm think sure they...
1: that, I'm sure that goes well, but I hope someone has the because I want to see the outcome.
0: Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure they have a good sense of humor during the trial, and uh, I think they would just laugh. They'd probably shake your hand a little bit, <laughs> maybe ask for a selfie with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sure the bailiff will shake your hand, kind of like loosen up, loosen up before. I... <laughs> right? Yeah. So.
0: Well, everyone, that's going to wrap it up for the day. As always, jump over to Facebook and make sure you follow and join Crash Tech, the expert angle group. Also, if you want to leave us feedback, have an idea for a show, or would like to be on a future show, head over to Crash Tech, expert com and click the link on the right that says contact the show. The form will come up Put anything that you want right in there. If you want more information on expert consulting services or training, visit us online at www.crashtechreconstruction.com. And finally, if you're a PI attorney, make sure you request to join the Crash Site Facebook group. Or if you're a defense attorney, make sure you request to join the Crash Site Defense facebook group neither site contains any ads or spam it's just a private community that brings experts from all different areas together with attorneys to collaborate or ask questions so again guys thanks for tuning in and remember always leave your accident victims better off than you found them because at the end of the day everything we're doing is for them